0: Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, first podcast in about a, about a week only. It seems like it's been longer, doesn't it? It does. Actually, when I just started plugging everything in, I was wondering, am I doing this right? <laughs> it, Where the feel, hell it felt been? weird, and what's wrong with my hands? And why aren't they working? I ah. felt like I was doing everything wrong, but it does feel like, like it's been like three weeks. Yeah, but it really hasn't.
1: Not too bad. Wanted to get down for everybody that subscribes and the sponsors, the whole deal. We didn't want to drag it out till Monday. So uh, yeah, it's good to be back in. I'm, I'm just going to start with one quick thing, Dave, and then we can do anything you want. I want to hear
0: about this trip. You could spend the entire time talking about Toronto.
1: I will. Uh, believe me, there's a lot of funny stories that happened. But since 1090 went off the air, a lot of you have decided that you have found it necessary to wax poetically in a 19-verse email to me or Yahoo message to me or Facebook message or text message. About why your thoughts are that 1090 fell apart and your thoughts for 1360. I've got a simple message for all of you. Hey, go fuck off. <laughs> why do you think I care? And why, why, I because look at these. You
0: work for both and you have friends that work at both. Great. Great.
1: You know what? I know Hal at Home Depot too. Oh, I'm Christ, not really interested. Son of a bitch. I'm not interested in knowing your thoughts on. You never the, worked
0: the morning shift at Home Depot. No, but I'm not interested.
1: You know, guys, as I try to listen to thirteen sixty, uh, who gives a shit? Go do whatever you want to do. Listen to whatever you want to listen to. Why do you think I'm interested in it?
0: I don't. I don't have any interest in it. Is it you aren't interested in it, or you aren't Period. interested in their opinions of it? Both.
1: That's a very good opinion, Dave. Uh, I I'm sorry that I cussed at you from the airport in Chicago yesterday. Yes,
0: thank you. Because you made a. I hadn't talked to you in a week. Really, we did not talk one time. No, I was just like,
1: because I just wanted to save it all for tonight. And, uh, no, you're exactly right. Dave nailed it. If you sent me one, I couldn't give less of a shit what you think. (laughs) There's about six of you that listen to this. I'm sure there's 40 people that would love to hear your thoughts on what's going on at 1360. Sadly, none of those 40 are me.
0: (laughs) i lost my fucking voice i know what just happened is it gone already i lost it up Shit. there you lost it in, in uh canada damn <clears> it does <throat> yeah. it's funny as hell God. you and i were just talking for about 10 minutes and your voice was fine now all of a sudden it looks like you're, you're shot Ah, uh, what a time dave yeah I'm di- okay explain this to me because toronto now has has become one of these places yeah i want to go to is and- that right Oh, no, 100%. My, my, okay. Josh has been saying this to me forever, but he's a big Drake fan, so he talks Toronto all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I watch guys like DeMar DeRozan, who went to USC. Right. And Southern California guy, and boy, he ah. wants to come to the Lakers, and he's like, fuck no, I want to be in Toronto. Yeah. You're like, oh, what the hell's the deal with Toronto? And then he gets traded to San Antonio, he cries like a bitch, and you're like, what's the deal with Toronto? And yep. they talk that Kawhi is not going anywhere and all this shit. I'm going to Toronto, must be that place.
1: Do you know what, Dave? Um... You know what it really reminds me of on a much bigger scale? Um, but this will make sense to you. I get the same vibe in that city that I got in Nashville. Really? Um, so I got in. We're taping this on Thursday. I got in there a week ago tonight. Yeah. And so I go for a trade show. I work for Upper Deck. And we do a trade show in Toronto twice a year. And we're kind of one of the bigger sponsors for the show. Um because we produce hockey cards. And so but at this show, ton of NHL Hall of Famers were there. Saturday, Rick Flair was there signing cool. autographs. Got uh, did Joe, he look. Man, Nature Boy's slowing down a bit.
0: <laughs> How can you tell? Maybe it was just threatening.
1: No. <clears throat> you could see him <laughs> you could see him behind the table. Yeah. Signing autographs and uh and he's slowing down. And the problem is with these shows that you see from the fans is they're expecting that they're going to get their moment talking to Ric Flair. Yeah. Well, every guy that goes through is 75 or hundred dollar bill and they're keeping the line moving. Yeah. And for certain people that went through, I'm not even sure he looked up. <clears throat> he may have just signed your picture that you were really? waiting two weeks for him to get. Wow. Then he signed it and then, Hey, give me the next hundred dollar bill and the hundred dollar bill after that. But a lot of guys, Dave, this won't shock you at all. Joe Theismann was talking to guys the whole time. And so we do a show Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So Friday was a great time. Long days, though, man, these trade shows. You ever had to work a trade show for anything? No, I never have. Like a 14-hour day on your feet. Yeah. And there's no padding under the carpet. So you're sitting there and you're like, God dang. Saturday, we come back and uh, we do the show. And then Saturday night, one of our clients had a dinner And the featured guest in this room of about 35 people was four-time Stanley Cup champion Paul Coffey. And Paul Coffey was as funny as any guy I've seen work a room. And that's what's really great. Two years ago, I went to a show in Chicago. Jeremy Roenick was the guest of honor. And he came in and played poker with everybody, had beers, And just he felt like um, we were doing him, all the people in the room, the 40 people in the room, were doing him the favor, not the other way around, and could not take enough pictures and whatever, just Jeremy Roenick's an amazing guy.
0: Yeah, we've had Jeremy on the show, right? We've never had Paul Coffey, but both guys, none of that surprised me how great these guys are. Hockey guys are are the greatest guys going.
1: So when I was there in November, we had one, and we had two guests, uh, Daryl Sittler and Serge Savard, who is part of the Montreal Canadiens team and was the GM of the 93 Montreal Canadiens team that beat my beloved LA Kings. Now, the difference between me and some of the other guys in the room is that with 22 years of sports media, I love talking to these guys. Yeah. Other people kind of clam up. So Serge Savard had a great time and I just laughed all night, busting my balls about beating the Kings. Yeah. And I said, hey, you know, McSorley, bah, oh, bullshit. <laughs> we had Patrick Waugh. I'm like, well, he was pretty good. Dah. And he was just great. But yeah. Dave, just super cool. So now, Saturday night, Paul Coffey shows up. And just introducing, pulling on a beer, just drinking LaBette. a beer. Uh, I don't know what he was doing. It may have been. Wasn't paying that close of attention. But he's just sharing stories, and he told two Wayne Gretzky stories that were so goddamn funny to me. Would they be funny to Wayne? Uh, Yeah, I think (laughs) so. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So the first one he said, um, he said that he was on a radio interview, and he won a Stanley Cup with Gretzky in Edmonton, won a Stanley Cup with Mario Lemieux in Pittsburgh. And he was on a radio show, and he was asked on ESPN Radio, what's the difference? You know, What's it like? Who's the better player? And he said uh he said Wayne had the ability that he would take the puck, he would swing down the right wing, everybody would go to cover Wayne, which would leave Yari Curry or Paul Coffey or anybody else open for the easy goal. He said Mario Lemieux would just skate down the middle and six six soft hands, um and would have the ability. And and I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said the greatest hockey player of all time was Wayne Gretzky. The most talented guy he ever played with, though, was Mario Lemieux. Really? And he said, 10 minutes later, my phone rings. Oh, fuck. And it's Gretzky, because he only heard yeah. what I said yeah. about Lemieux. Yeah. And he said, the phone rings. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 but he told this story that I loved. And, uh, and it made me laugh because uh, Tuesday, two days ago, I was at the Hockey Hall of Fame and Wayne Gretzky's son, according to Paul Coffey, had said to him, I want to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. So Gretzky goes in, gets, you know, let's a couple has a day or two of scruff, puts a ball cap on, sunglasses, and they're just kind of cruising through the Hall of Fame. One of the things that they have down below is an interactive where you can shoot on like a uh, like a cartoon goalie. Yeah, and so Gretzky's kid sitting there shooting on the goalie, shooting on the goalie, and the kid says, "Come on, Dad, just shoot." So Gretzky in disguise gets the stick and starts, you know, flipping shots. Yeah. Again, this is according to Paul Coffey. The kid working the booth, like an 18 year old kid. Yeah for the Hall of Fame, says to Gretzky, not knowing that it's him. Yeah. Hey, you may have a little bit more luck if you move your hand down a little further on this stick. Coffee said at that point, Gretzky takes the hat off, the sunglasses off, and says to the guy, when you score 810 of these, you can tell me how to do it.
2: <laughs>
0: but the story show... How competitive he is, well, which is what every great athlete is. That's Michael Jordan. Right. That's Kobe. That you just described everybody.
1: Well, so we go up. We get a picture with Paul Coffey, and I was just chatting with him, and I said, hey, I've got a Gretzky story for you that was shared with me by Bob Miller. And he goes, oh, that's my guy. And Bob told us this story about Wayne there in Toronto, and I said to Coffee, I said, I wasn't going to bring this up in the room. I'd get the shit beat out of me. But in 1993, game seven, Gretzky shows up at the old Maple Leaf Gardens. That's when they used to do one against 16, two against 15. So teams from the east would meet the west. It was completely different. So Gretzky shows up. It's game seven. And he's riding the elevator down with one of the security guards. So Gretzky says to the security guard, hey, how you doing? The guy goes, man, not that good. Gretzky goes oh really how come and he said well you know 10 o'clock tonight when Leafs win this place goes crazy it's kind of tough to do security here (laughs) this again according to Bob Miller who shared the story Hall of Fame voice of the Kings So Gretzky sat silent for a second and as the elevator got down to the ground to the locker rooms and opened up Gretzky said I think you're going to be okay (laughs) and the security guard said yeah why is that and he said well your job starts at ten. my job starts at seven, <laughs> and uh, King's won game seven. Yes, but that's what I was saying to coffee was like these guys you're exactly right, Dave. these guys that are at yeah. that level have a uh, a completely different switch. So we did that, we did that. Look, here was what the key is to the trip to Toronto for me. The key to the trip to Toronto for me is a really good friend of mine named Joe Carlo. yeah. And I'll tell you the, the backstory on Joe and then a couple of things. And then Dave, you will love what happened during the couple of days that I was there. So I go to this expo where I am last year in November and we're there for like three nights and the days are long nights are longer. So we've been out uh, in November drinking Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. I, for me, I'm like, beat up so Sunday I'm doing the show and uh cute girl walks at me hat on kind of looks like Gina Carano
0: who the hell's Gina Carano
1: Gina Carano the MMA chick actress yeah check her out all right I will and so uh and I'm uh she walks up and she goes hey uh is that okay if I come back in your area there I got to take pictures Uh, for the show What do you think?
0: Yeah, pretty good.
1: So I said, yeah, I don't give a shit. Come on back, right? So she goes, all right, well, to get the pictures I need, I may need to stand on the furniture. Again, my head's pounding. Cute kid. I'm like, go ahead. Shit, they ain't going to find me. (laughs) So she and I start talking, and Dave, I've shared this story with Joe about 15 times. This is completely correct, and this just shows what a fucking dumb shit I am in a million different ways. (laughs) So I've known her now for 10 seconds. I already have her life story figured out. Okay. I figured out she's uh, probably about 25, probably a college student interning for like a local paper like the Chula Vista Light. And I I'm think thi- it's
0: the Chula Vista Star. It's the Oil Light.
1: I'm kind of thinking I don't give a shit.
0: All right. Well, one's a Jewish to paper. One's not.
1: Okay. Well, I'm thinking she's a college intern. She's probably taking pictures for this local paper.
0: The local Jewish paper? Yeah.
1: Okay. Because they love card shows.
0: Who's they? The Jews.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the whole thing. So I'm like, there's a part of me where I go, you know, I've got a little sports media background, and I, I should probably talk her out of this, but listen... She's a cute kid and she's out there chasing the dream. Fuck it. Why am I going to be a douche? Right. Yeah. My last day in Toronto. But I also am like at that point in November, I was looking for different things to do. And one of the things I wanted to do was get back into taking pictures. So I wanted to ask her if like she had an Instagram, but I didn't want to be a like a creeper. Right. Yeah. Cause she's a cute college kid. A uh, little bit of a smart ass. So we're, We're chatting about everything, and I said, hey, do you have an Instagram page? She goes, yeah, her Instagram handle is Dr. Joe. Yeah. I go, I'm guessing she may not be an intern. She's (laughs) not. She's one of the trainers for a team there in Canada. Yeah. Has her own medical practice, photographer, and does this to help out the guys at the show. She and I have become really good friends. And all kidding aside there are certain people that have come into my life in the last two years that have had such an impact on me in a positive manner that it's really pretty amazing. Uh, So many of the people I work with at upper deck, uh, Steve Woods, all kidding aside, I put right there on that list. My friend, Erica Lee, who took her life a couple of months ago was one of those people. And Joe's one of those people as well. When we talked on the podcast about Erica taking her life, it, impacted me in a very severe manner. And I talked about going up to LA and retracing the steps. And as I sat on that bridge on a Friday night and tried to figure it out, and Dave, you've been through suicide yourself. um, My phone was buzzing from Joe, who was working for the hockey team. She was on the bench at the time, but she was just checking in to make sure I was okay. And I'm the kind of person that if you do that for me, man, I will have your back to the end of time. I just will. And through this podcast, the relationship that I have with so many people in this audience has changed. It's it's changed my life. Um, I really had not had any kind of turmoil up until 2016. And it feels like in those three years, 16, 17, 18, and, and part of 19, man, we've had a lot. Yeah, no shit. We've had a lot. And having this forum to share it and really expand out relationships and friendships has been one of the greatest experiences at a high price that I know you would agree that we've gone through. Uh, My friendship with Joe has become incredibly strong. And so going to this expo, if it wasn't to go and hang out with her for a few days, I probably would have given it to one of the other guys on my team. But because of what she means to me as a friend, I wanted to go. So I did the show on Thursday, Friday, or I'm sorry, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then she and I hung out most of the nights all day Monday and all day Tuesday. So Sunday night, everything wraps up. Sunday night is Cinco de Mayo. And she said, uh, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to see Toronto. I want to see the city. But I want to see like what the locals see, right? Yes. I don't need to go to CN Tower. I don't need to do any of that shit. So she said, okay, I'm going to give you a blind address and meet me at this address. And I go, okay. She goes, do you trust me? I go, yeah. So she gives me an address. I go catch an Uber. I go show up. I show up. We're in this very cool old school neighborhood. She walks out of this door looking great. And I have no idea what we're doing. In Canada, they play five-pin bowling. There's only five pins. Yeah. And we go upstairs, and this bowling alley, Dave, has been around since, like, the 1930s. Yeah. And it's literally just me and her, another couple on the opposite
0: end. Hold on a second. Because I, 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 I saw yeah. a picture on this five-pin bowling. going to answer a question. Mm-hmm. How many shots do you get to knock down these fucking five pins?
1: Uh Two. Hang on,
0: cutting Carney games. Go.
1: It is. So it's this ball, David. It's it. It felt like the five pin. Al Taylor would be the guy to ask this, and any of our Canadian friends. But there is nowhere downtown Toronto. There's nowhere in Mississauga where I stay. Yeah, like this was old school. What they did in Toronto, and she goes up. She comes back. She's got. Canadian IPAs, we got cold beers, and we're playing five pin bowling, and this shit's on, man. Yeah. It's USA against Canada. But the ball fits in the palm of your hand, right? Yeah.
0: <clears throat> is it like a softball or, or or bigger? Heavier. Okay.
1: You know it felt like a shot put is what wow. it felt like. Remember, like a six not yeah. sixteen pound, but, but like can
0: you pick different weights or is everyone have the same? No, nah, I just fucking roll in. Yeah, I, I understand, but you aren't an old guy. Let's say this right. was your game, but you're now fucking eighty. Yeah, well, you aren't playing anymore. uh,
1: Not without a weight belt, (laughs) kidney belt. So uh, she goes, Well, why why don't you go first? Right? I go, All right, fuck. So I go grab this thing, and it's kind of like when you're playing shuffleboard, right? In the bar, you want to get a little feel for the. You want to get a little feel for the. Is the floor. Hold on. Is the floor wood like a bowling alley? Yes, absolutely. What kind of wood can take that kind of pounding? Uh, Well,. I don't know. It's fucking not balsa wood. It's Canadian oak. That's it. Canadian cherry wood. That's it. And it was beautiful. Canadian cherry wood. So I roll up there. Okay. Like, uh, and I'm thinking like shuffleboard, right? Yeah. When you throw the shuffleboard, you want to get you want to get a little feel for how quick's the floor moving. Yeah. So I'm a guy known for my grace. So I just kind of let it roll. Yeah. And uh, I think I take out one pin. Right? Oh, Christ. Fuck. Jesus, Rocky. Fucking go here, How many
0: chances do you think we get?
1: Right. She gets up there, Dave, and fucking uncorks this thing at about 89 miles an hour. I go, holy shit, we got a fucking game we're playing. Now, we're drinking, we're laughing, we're five-pin bowling. Both of us realize that our fucking five-pin shoes are about a size and a half too big. You say you're a 12, they gave you a fucking size 15. But guess what? (laughs) Yeah. Nobody's changing shoes. She fucking wipes out, wipes out, going to throw the fucking knuckle curve, still beats me 123 to 90. 123 to 90? Yeah, I got fucking demolished.
0: If you wore Rocky shorts, the ones that Apollo gave him, would you have had a chance? Any pride in this country? No, none. Son of a bitch.
1: None. I got fucking demolished, okay? (laughs) Jesus. So that was, hang on. That was Sunday.
0: Oh, we're disgusted. You live in a military town, you son of a bitch. I know. Hang on. So I almost I, called you something much worse.
1: <laughs>
3: I don't. I don't have a
1: voice. <coughs> now let's fast forward to Tuesday. Yes. Tuesday, because of her connections, we are in uh, downtown Toronto. We're going to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Okay. We're walking at the building and a woman comes out and yells, Joe, what are you up to? To my friend, Joe Carlo. Hey, Jeff, this is my friend, Angela. What are you doing? She goes, I work here. Come on, I'll get you in. Fucking like, is this chick the dream date of all time, right? Gets in for free to the Hockey Hall of Fame. But I'm remembering what has happened on Friday as I go to the lower level, Dave, and guess what they have at the Hockey Hall of Fame? They have bubble hockey. Okay. Okay. And I look, Canadian currency, the majority of it is coins. You don't get a bill until 5, 10, and 20s. But below that, it's a $1 and a $2 coin. No no $1 bills. Is that a pain in the ass? Uh, I didn't pay for a lot of shit. So yeah,
0: but I'm just saying, you're walking around carrying change. Like, that's like a 70s move. Remember yeah, the guy right? that walks in? Serpico? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, fuck this. Right. Or is it one of those you're like, I'm just going to be a, a big time roller and just go cash? Yeah. I mean, like bills all the way through. No all the more way fucking through. coins.
1: Well, it reminded me of living in London because they do the same thing in London, right? Where you don't get a lot of whatever the f- quid or whatever the fuck they call it. Who cares? <laughs> so uh, so my friend Carlo was checking out different shit and I look in my pocket. Plus, I'm blind as a fucking bat. Yeah. And I'm like, I got dimes and shit. But all of a sudden I look and I have a $2 coin. Yeah, and bubble hockey is two bucks. She's Italian from New York, smartass. So she's not Canadian. Well, she's been there for been there for twenty
0: eight years. I mean, she's probably about as long as I've been in San Diego. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she's
1: she's more Canadian, but she's she's New York Italian, man. I mean, she's
0: Yankee fan or Blue Jays fan if I'll get, playing.
1: I'll get to that in a second too. Let me work my way through the day. So I have this $2 coin. We've had a great time just checking out the Hockey Hall of Fame. And I walk over to her, and she goes, hey. And I hold the coin up. She's looking at it. She's like, yeah. I go, bubble hockey, now. Dave, she has these dark eyes like a, that look right through you. And I felt like she just looked right in. She's like, let's go. So we go over, and I'm like, this is going to be great because... Fucking taking her chicken ass out.
0: Coin goes in. Because you did so great in bowling. To exactly. Us. Okay.
1: Exactly. I, fuck, I know, this Dave. better I was go there. her way. <laughs> I was there. You asshole. That's why I'm here tonight, to cleanse my soul. So now, keep in mind, too, I'm on foreign territory. I thought I was the home team until I looked at images taken of the game. I was the visitor in hostile Canadian grounds. Yes. I go in, and uh, she's pretty comfortable using "fuck" in language. Too. Okay. I'll say that. I'll say that. And uh, Team USA scores! Yay! One nothing. Team USA.
0: Fantastic.
1: And I'm like, uh, this is good, right? Yep. Like, uh, she's gonna. This is gonna be a hard loss for her to take, but it'll be a learning experience. And as I'm celebrating, next thing I know, like the hardest fucking shot I've ever seen in bubble hockey that didn't bounce off the roof or anything else, go sailing right over my fucking goalie's head, and it's one-to-one before I knew what Jesus, happened.
0: Jesus, who's in goal? Elston? I've seen that. Probably. Jeez. Fucking
1: guy. <laughs> fucking guy. So we're tied 1-1. I'm going to tell you. Yeah? A little bit of trash shocking going on between teammates If New I was Saint you, I would have
0: stopped. <laughs> You've embarrassed us enough. No, wait a minute.
1: <coughs> <clears throat> this fucking kid takes the puck up the left wing. She stops and looks at me and goes, I'm about to beat you with the same shot that I just scored on you. No way. I have my goalie, Dave, completely against the post. She fucking wrist shots it in bubble hockey and it fucking goes in. You want to know the next thing I heard? And buzzer. I got beat two to one. She called. Her game-winning shot at the buzzer and fucking drilled it. About a 90-mile-an-hour wrist shot. I've never seen... I wanted to punch a hole in the wall at the fucking Hockey Hall of Fame. I would have broke her hand. I would have. <laughs> Luckily, she's a doctor. She probably could have put it back together. So now, I fucking called her out. I'm up one nothing, and I get beat. And like I said to her, it's not like... You know when you play bubble hockey, sometimes there's a known goal. It's like foosball, right? Sometimes yeah. there's a known goal... There wasn't anything. There wasn't anything fluky about the way I got. She goes, how do you feel? I go, I'll tell you exactly how I feel. I feel like I got fucking gilded in the Hockey Hall of Fame. That's how I
0: feel. <laughs> the fucking Hall of Fame. God
1: damn it. And I lost Are you
0: better job. than her in anything? She's definitely smarter Losing. than me. Losing. Fuck.
1: Yeah, she's definitely smarter than me. <laughs> better photographer than me, by far. Uh, so...
0: Represents your country better than you.
1: Yeah. God, she, I was drinking beers. She's drinking like like, mixed drinks, like a fucking wheel. <laughs> like, a, <laughs> like a player. So now she goes, uh, hey, come on. Twins are in town. Twins Blue Jays. She goes, I got his tickets. Let's go. Sweet. I go, all right. And uh,
0: she goes, I think the seats are going to be okay. Dave, we're like 20 rows. Baby. Yeah, I know. I saw the pictures. It's, I knew she bought you those tickets. She did. <laughs> Because if she didn't buy you those tickets, you got some explaining to do to your kids. And look where I sit when I'm not with you fuckers. Yeah, no
1: (laughs) shit. So we're sitting there. That's really cool. That was
0: awesome. It was unbelievable. So we're sitting there. I'm glad you went, because we talked about this about 20 times. Yeah. You weren't sure you were going to go.
1: I wasn't. She and I, Dave, this is like, I have certain friends and she's one of them.
0: Yeah. they are just certain people
1: that just... The way to put it is they just turn the room lights down, right? Where everything just mellows out and you just fucking laugh. We laughed all day. Yeah. All day. So now we're there and we settle in. She's got a Blue Jays hat on.
0: Oh, really? We settle
1: in. She goes, look, I'm just going to tell you, this is the weirdest fucking place you're ever going to see a game. She said to me, I go, what do you mean? She goes, watch how fucking quiet it gets in here. It's like the theater. So people are chatting all of a sudden, and now it's like first pitch. And so. No way. And she goes, I told you. <laughs> I told she, you. she goes, now, look,
0: I got to tell you this story. Like between pitches of people talk?
1: During, no. Like here, Dave, they would hush. Shh. Oh, no. It's the weirdest vibe. So she and I are, are hanging out. And she said, uh, she goes, I'll tell you a great story. She goes, I was here. 14 years ago my daughter was 8 at the time and she said you know I'm a New Yorker I'm a Yankee fan so she goes I'm in a Yankee hat my daughter's in a Yankee hat and she said these dopes from Toronto are telling us to hush cuz we're yelling and freaking out she goes some idiot had the nerve to say what kind of mother are you <laughs> And uh, mother, like okay, the world funny champion, fuck.
0: that is crazy. Did was it weird though? I mean, skydome, no, no, no. The behavior, the reason I say that yeah. is you know, there's a big problem right now in baseball. On we have unwritten rules for fans now, right? How you're supposed to behave in, in the Latin countries, right? you behave in Canada. I mean, it's I always say they need to do like they do in uh, you know, when, when you have the Dominican plane and yeah, and Venezuela and you have the fans and the drums and. You know The the, whole the thing, bat, the whole up. When you're watching Tatis during the winter, we're like, man, that's that's crazy. But that's what baseball kind of needs. We're so far away from that here. Yeah. But if you were to take it the way Canada does, it you'd probably really start to hate the game.
1: It was crazy Now, Skydome, to me, was super fun to be there. Yeah. Because I'm like, uh, I go, man, you know, they won it in 93.
0: 92 and 93,
1: yeah. Yeah, and she goes, yeah, 92, 93. I go, fuck, that's pretty good. About 20 minutes later, I realized there's two banners oh, directly Jesus. in my sight line.
0: Definitely not smarter than her. Oh, she has to be thinking this. Fucking yeah. dummy. Yeah.
1: But I think she just hangs out because I remind reminded that I thought she was a college. Chef. Oh, there you go. So uh, so now, uh, let me just say this real quick to Blue Jays, and then I'll tell you the rest of the night. Okay. Which was just like from a sports fan's perspective, awesome. I'm not going to lie to you. I've seen them both. Fernando Tatis Jr. is a better player than Vlad
0: Guerrero. What the fuck are you talking about? You saw what? one goddamn game telling you right oh on. that's the dumbest thing i ever heard you want this fucking cold ice you want, down the back of your you sweatshirt want, knowing your athletic ability you aren't gonna throw it no right. fuck no <laughs> throw it right to that the, wall back the garage door shit completely amazed to tell people you, you know what you were doing
1: yeah damn
0: it no i kind of fell apart
1: <laughs> i kind of looked like trevor in every all-star game <laughs> uh, that's horrible what did uh, you saw him
0: play one time Dave, he doesn't,
1: he doesn't. When we saw Tatis... Tatis is injury-prone. You're going to be injury-prone with your big mouth. <laughs> I don't want injury. Yeah. Fucking Tatis <laughs> comes out opening day, base hit off a of bum gardener. Yeah. Tatis carries himself like a guy that knows he's in the moment, isn't intimidated by the moment, isn't anything. And Vlad Jr. looks like a guy at this point where it's just, it's not... Dave, the, the, when Tatis, I was really excited to see Vlad Jr. and I would go yeah. watch him again play, and I'm sure he'll be fine. But I'm a Padre fan. There are not many times when we can legitimately say, wait a minute, our guy's better. Our guy is better wow. than their guy. Now I'm we got to watch. Right, I'm telling you right I'm now. I'm going to
0: mark it. Go ahead. We're going to play this back in 20 years.
1: Yeah shit i'll be long gone i'll be in fucking (laughs) bottom of santee lakes
0: when the coach hey
1: yeah keep talking you'll be down there faster than you know it um i'm telling you our guy's better than their guy okay he is you i hope so honestly i hope so to tease from an all-around player perspective um he's just and and look I go to watch Angel Games. I love watching Mike Trout, uh Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, yeah. Pool Holtz, all those yeah. guys. This is nothing. I was excited to see him. I wanted to see the whole excitement and come back and go, wow, that was pretty cool. How many
0: innings did you say for this game? Uh seven. You son of a bitch. Not
1: even a full game
0: and you've made a complete Do you know why? slander of his career.
1: I did. So now his dad's in hall of fame. We get out, the seventh inning. We take a short walk through uh kind of like a plaza area yeah and now we're in the middle of the mayhem outside social bank arena watching the raptors and sixers game where the raptors ran it 10 o'clock at night we're just sitting out there cold night Dave was so great and like i said when your friend is a very smart knowledgeable sports fan yep that's having a blast it was great and so i just uh not that she'll ever hear it, but I'm incredibly thankful to her for everything she's meant to me. Well, that's she's, awesome. She's awesome across the board. And she said to me about three different times, when am I coming down for the garage? And I go, Well, I'm not putting you on mic. I yeah. don't have anything. I don't need you. Well,
0: well I just don't want to play her in anything. I yeah. Coming down here and making me feel bad, too.
1: Dude, you have a dartboard here. <laughs> we we'll probably get crushed in that. And so um now I even here's, want a thumb wrestle. Wait, do you want to hear the worst part of this? Yes. We have a bubble hockey game at Upper Deck. Oh, my gosh. Now, I I don't play it because I go there to work. Yeah. (laughs) But she said to me today on the phone, she goes, hey, did you go practice up? And I said, you know that bubble hockey game represents to me. About 25 years ago, we went to the Jolly Roger restaurant. And we got bad clam chowder. About three of us were laid out for about four days. And every time I saw Clam Chowder after that, it made me lightheaded. And I said, when I walked by and I looked at that bullshit bubble hockey game today, it made me lightheaded because I remembered what happened to me in the hallowed grounds of the Hockey Hall of Fame. So I said, no, I didn't practice today. I said, I'm going to come back there in six months and kick your ass. And I'm going to fucking do it right there. There's two different games, though. I said, we're changing venues. We're going to the other side of the staircase. And I'm going to play on the other version. I'm going to win, Dave. And uh, I'm going to come back. I'm going to look forward to your public apology on this podcast. And if you don't apologize to me, it's because I didn't tell you I got beat 7 to nothing that game. But uh, but it was great. But just from the sites, the people, no attitude, man. There's no attitude. There's there's all kinds of little neighborhoods, pockets of communities where shop owners come out and talk to each other. And they have a real fucking airport too. Yeah, we have a one.
0: Yeah, no shit. One runway airport. Yeah, what a joke. You know, a couple of things. We'll I'll get to that in a second too. Here, when I think of uh, Canada and as far as people from there, I just mentioned some of the athletes, of course. Rob Ford a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, sure. I saw okay. where
1: Rob Ford was. We drove yeah. by it. She and I went by
0: it. And so you got Rob Ford. People don't remember. You'll remember as soon as I say it. The, the old mayor of Toronto.
1: Yeah, it looks like Chris Farley. Yeah,
0: and, he, and unfortunately he passed away about three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at this guy going, this fucking guy should just drop out of office and just say, I'll take whatever money you want from to show up at fraternity parties. Right. Because he looks like this is the guy you just want to party with and go, that's the party we're going to. Fucking Rob Ford's in there. Yeah, we're going where he's yeah. going. <laughs> we're going where he's going. I just looked him up as you were talking. Yeah. How much do you think Rob Ford is worth or was worth when he died? Oh, shit, I didn't I mean, know. And Rob Ford, by the way, was born in 1969. Wasn't an old guy. Holy shit. Dude, $50 million. No way. How the, f- how the fuck are you with $50 million being the mayor of Toronto? He's
1: so unlike any of the people that I've met in any yeah. of my times there. And I, I talk to a lot of people
0: yeah. just because. Like, he I, looks like a guy you wouldn't take to a Blue Jays game.
1: Right. Yeah. He, well, we had a guy who was about six seats to the right of Joe that did this all night. Who let the dogs out? He was like, "God, shut up, you cock! Shut up, cockhead!" Um, so I was like, "This was what was really funny." Is I said to her at that time, she's like, "God, oh, there's one guy at every game." And I go, "I got you covered." And she's like, "Oh no, no, no!" I think she thought like I was gonna go over and just like, just start like a crazy brawl. I was like, "No, I just met a fucking." tell you stupid stories and I'll keep you laughing so we can tune that guy. Out. I'm not going go start a brawl at the blue jay game. <laughs> um, But yeah, Dave, it's, you know, I, I'll just say this. And, and Canada has that reputation. And this is what a lot of people ask me up there about the States because they're fascinated by the States. They have a little bit of what LA has about San Diego, right? When they're like, we're not really sure why the States hate us. Like what happened? And I said, I don't know, I kind of feel like we lost our way a little bit down there. We kind of lost our ability to communicate. And a lady told me a fascinating story. She goes, you want to hear a story? She said, I worked for Home Depot for 35 years in upper management. And she said, what we watched were how many businesses came up here and failed. And she said, because we do things differently here. And she said the states had the attitude, businesses from the states. She mentioned Target. She said Walmart almost failed and then figured it out. But she said there have been so many companies that have come up there and been like, well, this is how it works in the states, so it's going to work in Canada too. And after a period of time, it doesn't. Because they're like, no, it's not how we do things. We have a lot of similarities, right? There's a lot of things we do the same, but we do a lot of things different. And David would just be like, It's just the arrogance that, unfortunately, we're getting to be known for that we walk into your house and we tell you how you want your dinner. Yeah. And you just go, who the fuck does that? And I don't know, man. I just tell you, here, I'll give you the perfect example, and this will be it to wrap up my seven days. I wrap up a great time. Yesterday morning, I go down, and I'm hanging in Joe's office with people that I'm just cross-section of people. She's got a medical practice. Her friend Bonnie runs the front desk. And I was saying to these guys, and there's about four people in the in the lobby that are patients. And everybody's just chatting and having fun. And nobody really knows each other. Music's playing. Van Morrison on in the background. Yeah. You go, God, this is really cool. And I said to them, if you go to the doctor's office in the States, yeah, the receptionist is probably behind plastic. Bonnie's not. She's walking around. Um, And everybody's just kind of looking at their phone or doing their own thing. Nobody's really having communication. Nobody's really in conversation. Nobody's just engaging or laughing or talking. Everybody's just kind of wrapped up doing their own thing. And it was such a natural, comfortable, felt like a neighborhood vibe. That you go, Dave. I just, I didn't want to leave. I just didn't want to leave because I liked it. I go to the Toronto airport. I go through. Oh, when Joe and I leave the Blue Jays game and we're going down to watch um, the Raptors, we get to a street corner and there's a bunch of traffic, as you can imagine, down the town. One of the cops is holding us up because traffic's going through. Finally, the light turns. The cop looks us. He goes, hey, sorry, guys. Sorry I had a whole job. Enjoy your night. <laughs> and so uh, we're just cracking up laughing. So yesterday, I get down to the Toronto airport, and I get checked in, and I'm just sitting at my gate. I, I whip through TSA, and I'm there a couple hours early. And all of a sudden, I look up, and walking like directly at me is Jeremy Lin. Yeah. And Jeremy and there's an assistant coach who we had seen the night before be interviewed for the Raptors who's got these crazy eyebrows. And these two guys are walking together. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Like, you would think they'd fly charter. And I watch as these two guys just walk through the airport and nobody says anything. They just walk about 10 gates to my right. Next thing you know, I look up, here comes Danny Green. And Danny Green just walks through, straight through. And I saw Kawhi Leonard. And I'm like, hey, Kawhi, San Diego's cheering for you. He's like, SDSU, baby. Yeah. And he's walking. And, Dave, the only thing that happened in that airport were people waved to Kyle Lowry or Kawhi Leonard, and they waved back. Yeah. Nobody yelled. Nobody selfies. Nobody autographs. Nobody did anything. And don't believe for a second that that town doesn't have Raptors fever because they do. I just sat there. I was like, this is so cool, right? As every guy is just strolling dead security. They didn't need it. So I take an hour and a half flight to Chicago. I get off the plane in Chicago at O'Hare. And I just go to grab something to eat. And everybody's on their phone, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, God damn, we got to be so fucking embarrassing, right? When you leave that, here's an NBA team in the, in the, you know, final four just strolling through people just waving leaving them alone and you just get to chicago and san diego it's the same shit and you just go fuck man i I, (laughs) I know just kind of it was pretty eye-opening that yeah hey man you're not in kansas anymore
0: okay so here here, i got a couple questions on this one because Mm -hmm. you know we we love to you know obviously being here and i Trust me, I love the fact that I live in a military town, and sure. and obviously everybody knows somebody if you aren't related, somebody that's in the military. But we love to tell people this is the greatest country. Yeah, we we, we do. We we honestly, if you live here, you honestly believe it. But I always wonder what other people think. You know, do yeah. they just think, hey, that is the greatest country, or those guys are so fucking arrogant, yet they've they're slipping, or they never wore? I always wonder what people start to think about us because we are in the news politically every fucking day.
1: Yeah, it um, it was funny talking to people up there because they do like the states, but I think they look at us and go like, "What happened? Like, where are you going?" Right? Are they
0: looking at us? Like we used to look at Toronto when they had Rob Ford.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on? Up yeah, there? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> David, you know what, David? That's a really good analogy. Um, yeah, maybe right. And I, I had never been there. But now, having been there and spent whatever, it's been like 10 days or whatever, I spent up there 11 days, I guess. I'm not going to act like I know the city inside and out or politics or anything else. But I have good friends that live there. I talk to people in that city every day. And uh, yeah, none of the people that I deal with on a daily basis in Toronto are anywhere near Rob Ford. Yeah. Like it's really pretty wild. They are just such good, genuine people that are just they kind of look out for you and they're cool and but i i think they just they all just kind of had a fascination by what's going on down here like where where are we going because i don't know dave i i don't know if they look to us to kind of steer the ship but they know that we're on the same ship together and they're just kind of like whoa what happened like kind of felt like you guys had your shit together. Now we're not so sure. <laughs> now we're, yeah, that's how we
0: feel too. Now but, we're not so sure. All right, here's, here's a question politically. You won't know the answer, but next time you talk to Joe, yeah. you ask her this, because I've said this on the show before. I go, we don't move forward politically anymore. Nobody listens yeah. to each other. We're, you're either Republican or a Democrat, and your loyalty to those sides. Right. And no matter what that guy says, because you, you claim to be part of that party, you don't move forward. Do they have split parties like that, or do they vote? on just that person you know what i'm saying like yeah which is the way i would say we have to go we have to figure out to get rid of a way to get rid of both parties and say whatever that that i vote i'm voting for the person that represents mostly the way i think
1: yeah i will um i'll ask her that because i wouldn't know the answer but i will say this it's funny talking about politics because last night i came home on american airlines and I had flown United the last go. Co- I had done a bunch of trips of Chicago, Montreal, Toronto. All those trips I'd flown United. United fucking charges you for everything. So flying home last night on American, even though they jam way too many people into the plane, they had free movies. And one of the movies I watched was Vice. You know what Vice is? Yeah, I do. Christian Bale playing of Dick Cheney. Yep. Okay, I started watching on the way up. I started watching Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. And I watched like the first 40 minutes and then watched the last 40 minutes. I was like, I don't need all the middle shit, right? Yeah. That kid was fine. Dude, Christian Bale playing Dick Cheney was so incredibly funny and good. The way that dude had his voice down, the look down. Like, I thought Bradley Cooper in Star Was Born was great. Yeah. I sat there, Dave, and watched Steve Carell as Rumsfeld, Sam Rockwell as George Bush. This fucking Christian Bale, I'm telling you guys, Adam McKay directed it. Yeah. Even if you go, oh, I don't watch politics, it was amazing. Yeah. Have you seen that movie?
0: No, it's one of them that was on my list that Dave. I wanted to see. But, and Christian Bale is maybe top five actors that we have, but he's just he's known for that douche move where he screams at that guy. Yeah.
1: He, you got to watch this movie because it's there's so many fucking things in there that are intentionally funny, like set up to be funny. He is, and it makes it takes you all the way back to uh 9 11 when uh uh Tyler Perry plays Colin Powell. Really, he's great. Wow. And like they knew it was bin Laden and how Dick Cheney made everything about getting out Saddam Hussein. Yeah. And it's like, it's really, really good. Really good. So if you watch that, you go, wow, I don't know. But like, I, I wouldn't have even the slightest clue, but I'll find out for you.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, I am just curious to know. Um, but I'm glad you said, because, you know, Dave, when I was sitting there walking around
1: that city, yeah, from everything, from the sports to the restaurants to the culture, the whole thing, a um, bunch of really Fun neighborhood bars. We we're at a bar on Monday night or Tuesday night before the Blue Jays game. It's 48 hours ago. It feels like four weeks ago. And I said to Joe, I go, this is the kind of bar where you and I used to do shows. And I said, you and I could come right in and do a show at a bar like this. And we would have had an
2: absolute blast. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And a lot of the bars downtown are OK, but there's a lot of bars downtown that you go, going. Eh, it's kind of douchey. Yeah. Maybe and that could be the case in Toronto as well, I don't know. But you just walked in and the, the waitress comes over and uh my friend said, uh, Do You have Coors Light in the bottle? She goes, No, we don't then she looks at the list and goes, The waitress says, Oh fuck. Fuck am I thinking? We got Coors Light right here. Really? And it's like, Wow, we're like we like how you use the F word. <laughs> She's like, Well, if you fuck up, you gotta say you fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> But I was just sitting there going, man, Dave would dig this city. Yeah. And I was like, I just, I know that your guy goes, you know what? At this stage of my life, I'm going to get a passport. I have a passport. Yeah. Yeah. I I would just say to any of you that have thought about it, Montreal is a pretty cool city. I would take Toronto over Montreal.
0: Yeah. I've heard the same. thing
1: Because the people, the restaurants, the sports, the old school culture, like I said, yeah. the whole vibe, man, it's really, really great. You would love it. You would love it, man. Really fun.
0: Good deal. Was it like Jerry told me when he said, I don't know what goes on. I turned the TV on and the guy's ejaculating all over the place. I think that's in Montreal. That's He did say it was in Montreal.
1: Yeah, it's in Montreal. They got a lot of that shit going on. <laughs> a, lot a lot of, of guys just shit. just blowing loads. <laughs>
0: Poor Jerry. Can you imagine Jerry? Jerry Colvin telling me this? Oh, my gosh. That was so funny. Woo! Dude, that was, dude, that was about it right there. He said it like complete shock. like <laughs> To the boob, at the boob, on the boob. Not bad. <laughs> that's pretty the way he said it. <laughs> nah, I'm not going to go any further. You don't need to go any further. That's about <laughs> drop the mic moment and go home right there. Oh, my gosh. I want to mention a good friend speaking to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> this crazy fucking Alan guy. Taylor. I saw Alan Taylor last week. Where was he? I, saw, I was in CNT. I was at OG's in CNT. So Alan Taylor. What was he doing? It was uh, it was senior night for West Hills. Oh, and because nice. even though I'm coaching at Bonita Vista, I coach a lot of those kids. And so uh, I went down there to see them. It was awesome seeing, the, seeing, seeing everybody. I saw Alan, nice. I saw Amy, and absolutely fantastic but alan taylor is doing great things don't forget alan taylor taylor made pools look obviously you can't tell because the weather's been kind of crappy lately but look you know the basically the gray's going to go away it's going to start getting really warm and you're going to enjoy those pools you make sure you have that perfect pool set up. alan taylor has been doing pools for more than 20 years throughout san diego imagine what he told his family in canada i'm going to california and build pools and they're like ice rinks? No, I'm talking about the ones you swim in. We don't need the ice. Swim and pool this what eh? we're doing. They probably thought he was an idiot. And guess what? He's not. This guy's a stinking genius is what happens. The guy comes all the way to California, makes a great life for himself. Look, Alan Taylor's the guy to fix up your backyard and make sure you have the up-to-date pool technology. Don't forget about the waterfalls, the grouter, the slides. Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools, 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452.
1: Dave, um, you can go to the website, com and look and see some of the work Al does. But I was thinking a lot about him during that trip because meeting so many different people up there and realizing what good people are and then what Al and Amy are doing. And one of the things that I did is I brought Al Taylor and Amy from Taylor Made Pools, Made a bunch of shirts with the Jake's Projects logo yeah. on it, and one of those is now in the hands of a kind of a cute foul mouth girl in Toronto. <laughs> but as I sat there and I gave that to her, it just reminded me of what friends do right at a time when things were a little crazy and we're putting a project together and and trying to keep you know keep you on track, keep Rita on track, Josh on track, and, and keep, out, keep the train moving forward. Uh, Taylor made pools steps up and said, you know what? We're going to help you get the word out because we're going to foot the bill and get these shirts made. And those are the kind of things where you go, yeah, the pool is going to look gorgeous and it's going to be something you love. But it's about the people who are building that pool that separates them from anybody else in town for every one of these guys that are family to us. It's not It's why. You don't go back to talk radio, because the talk radio, I have 60 seconds to try to tell you what these two, Amy and Alan, mean to this show. I can't do it in 60 seconds, but, um, yeah, when when they show up and they're like, hey, this is what we're doing. When we did a live show down here in the garage, yep. and Amy brings two lasagnas down, I mean, that's just, that's just family. Exactly man. Right. They're just family, and the more things go on, the more things change. Uh, there've been a lot more good days recently, which are really nice, but it's the good days that Miki appreciate the good people in your life. And Alan and Amy Taylor made pools are two that mean a lot to us. But most importantly, if you're ready for that pool, God dang, it's going to look good.
0: Absolutely. Another good guy, of course, Brian Curry. Look, you're interested in real estate as far as where the market's going and what's Mm -hmm. happening. I know a lot of people paying attention financially, what's happening today and what's going on this next coming week. But right now, if you're in the market for a brand new house or you're looking to say, hey, it's time for me to downsize, the guy to talk to is Brian Curry. Brian Curry is your guy that knows real estate throughout San Diego County better than anyone else. Again, he's won a ton of awards for doing it. But you know, you name the neighborhood, he knows what's going on in that neighborhood. He also knows what is the best thing to do as far as buying and selling, and that's what's really what's most important. Brian Curry is your guy.
1: Yeah, market fluctuating. But funny, Dave, reading the paper up there, the market's fluctuating everywhere. Not just here, but anywhere you go. Grab the paper in Chicago two different days, including yesterday. Everything's going on. I would just say for anybody that's looking to buy a home, be smart enough to know what you don't know. And if you don't know the ins and outs, uh, I I think there's some basic questions that you probably want to know if you're uh, buying a home. And these are things we may not think of. And I saw this the other day, kind of a list and I go, man, these are all questions that Brian would ask. Number one, why are you selling the house? Yeah. Like if you're going and you're going with Brian and, uh, you're going to buy a house. Brian's the guy who's going to say to the guy selling it, hey, this is really great. By the way, I'm just wondering why you're selling it. Well, it's a great question. Nobody's asked me before. I'm selling it because the cops seem to be a little bit pissed and I'm running a puppy mill in the, in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my old lady got a little loud. And so I fired up a chainsaw and that got me in trouble. Now I've lost my parole. Whoa. <laughs> Brian, I don't know that this is the place I want to be. How long's the house been on the market? All the kind of questions that you, me, the average home buyer doesn't think of asking. Brian's going to think to ask yeah. those questions. And when you find the answers, it's going to just make sure that when you sit down and anybody who owns a home has done it. When they put those papers in front of you, whether it's an electronic yeah. signature or an actual signature on the paper, Man, it is—it's mind numbing, how much there is. You got to know that the guy riding shotgun with you has been through it, yeah. at the highest level, and that's what Brian's been.
0: Absolutely. So uh, I, I want to ask you. We'll, we'll go back. We'll talk about some of the guys a little <laughs> bit, but want to ask you as far as uh, being in Canada and, and being away from San Diego again. You're only gone about a week or so. Yep. Feels like you're gone a lot longer. What did yeah. you miss most about San Diego? Nothing. That's funny you say that. No, Mo-
1: no. Well, hang on. Okay. Hang on. Hang on.
0: Let me, let me be smart.
1: Okay. Uh, of course. Well, kids I'm, don't count.
0: Okay. Nothing. Then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Fernando Tatis, obviously.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I had friends that were sending me text messages on a regular basis. Renfro! With two exclamation points. I write back. I go, you fucking know I'm in Toronto. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, I don't just, know what that means. I've been
0: taping the games. Don't tell me anything. Shh. <laughs> Um, (laughs) You know, Aloha Taylor. Of course. Right? Yep. Hawaii still misses her.
1: Right. The whole thing. Um, No, I mean, David, I mean, I'm not being snarky, but I just, uh, I've gotten to a point. You know what? I I hate to fucking do this, but I was thinking about this the other day. Son of a bitch. If I don't have to give you fucking credit for something, because you get credit for being the first guy to say something that I hadn't really thought of, and you said it and you repeated it. By the way, uh, don't let me get out of here. I watched the whole POV thing the other day. Yeah. Did Junior come
0: down, or was that just with the camera? No, clear? that was just you know it was it was Jake Santos. Remember oh, Jake, yeah. who did it a couple yes. years ago
1: with us at Fox Sports San Diego. Yeah,
0: they they called me and said, hey, we're going to come down to Benita this date. Does that work for you? And I said, yeah. The job they did was was absolutely outstanding. It, outstanding. It was, it was crazy because I didn't I didn't see it before it aired. I knew it yeah. was I knew it was going to air. They did it. Let did me it took let me just stop Go real ahead.
1: quick because if anybody doesn't understand or know what we're talking about, so Padres POV, which used to be hosted by our friend Lisa Lane, who we love to death, Padres did the right thing and they have turned that show over to Tony Gwynn Jr. By the way. Happy birthday as we taped to Tony Gwynn Sr., who would have been an incredibly young 59 today. Uh, Any of us that were lucky enough to call him a friend, we miss him every day. But Fox Sports San Diego realizes we have something special in Tony Gwynn Jr. He's the host of this. And they are honoring coaches of the week, high school coaches of the week. And on the current edition, Dave is recognized as the coach of the week for what he's doing, an incredible job at Benita Vista. I wanted to just say this before you talk about that. I wanted, I saw the link posted and I was like, this guy, what the fuck This fucking Dodger (laughs) fan, right? All this bullshit. Just like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like Hank used to yell at us when being two Raider fans. And I watched it, Dave. And I was like, KUSI told this story. Two different times, and it's yeah. done an amazing job. I feel like Fox 5 did it.
2: No,
0: they didn't do it. KOSI did it twice. Luke Ramirez a story on it in the newspaper.
1: Luke Ramirez in the UT. Yeah. And Padres POV. Yeah. But I feel like every one of them de- deserves individual credit. They have done such an incredible job, I believe, of paying tribute to Jake. Yeah. You and Josh have been outstanding in every one of these. Oh, I just, Dave, I... But I love that kid like he was my own son. You yeah, know that, of course. And for the poise and that you guys have shown, sharing his story, it just it makes me so proud of both you guys. But it was that Padres POV is just fantastic. They did
0: a great job. We um so we're watching the we're here we're watching Hunter Renfro hit the grand slam because mm-hmm. we know what's coming on afterwards. And and uh, my Josh is out. Rita and I are watching. And I'm sitting down on the couch in the other room from where we are right now, and my wife's standing behind me. Yeah. And so we're watching the show. We didn't know how it was, the story was going to be told or what right. they were going to do, but the part they did on I Jake. Know. Yeah. Oh my, it was the hardest my wife has cried since the funeral. <laughs> and at the same time, tears is rolling on my face. Right. I mean, it did a really, really good job telling the story. It's strange because that last thing I wanted is come on, come out where, Jesus, enough, get get away from the freaking camera. At the same time, I'll tell you, Mother's Day is Sunday, mm-hmm. which is the day I've been dreading since you know yep. Jake passed. How are we going to get through Mother's Day and Father's Day, right? And uh, we go through the we're going through the whole thing with uh, you know Jake's story, and all I can say is, for me, from the moment Jake passed on October thirtieth, every day away from that feels like you're you know, which makes sense. You're further away from when he was alive. You kind of want to take a, a lasso and pull it back. You right. know, and you get further and further away, and you start to freak out in your mind of of forgetting things and just the the little things that that made your child special to you. And when they do stories like this, it's a way that they keep him living. You know what yeah. I'm saying? His memory alive for us. Now we know those days are going to stop. And I, but I'm I was trying to look at it. Go. I was looking at it from the outside. Would I be sick of it? I'll be honest with you. I don't care right now. No. All I care about no, whatever brings Jay closest to me yeah is what i'm trying to when i go to sleep every night i just pray that that jake is is going to show up in my dreams he doesn't you know it's very frustrating i hope just something i just want a piece of it and so padres pov did such a good job of of the emotion and and everything going through it's kind of it was kind of crazy they they did great they did really well
1: that uh that is what i missed when i was sitting in a uh, hotel room in toronto And I'm watching that thing, and Dave, I did. I had tears rolling down, man. I loved that kid. I loved him so much because he was just such a fucking... God, he's such a fucking great guy. He's just a great guy. And look, I I think we all, as a family amongst this show, understand one thing. It doesn't end Sunday. We'll get through Sunday. But then we have his 21st birthday coming up. And then we have the next Thanksgiving and the anniversary and all those different things. They will, we'll get through all of them. You know, the thing that I hope that the Palais family understands is they're not running this race by themselves. There are a lot of us here that at a different level, feel the pain, um, acknowledge it. Nobody in this town, I'm telling you, Dave, there's nobody in this town that looks at any of those stories and goes, fuck, my voice is gone. Yeah. Looks at those and goes, Hey, man,
0: enough. We yeah. get it. No, and I, I would understand if that's the way someone felt. Nobody would do that. Yeah, Come on. It just kind of... the, the, the kind. You of would be that guy it. feeling... No, <laughs> I'm kidding. i well, I'm kidding. You know, never with the death of a child. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that uh, has, has been crazy is I've watched these stories for years on other people right. and going, that's terrible. I can't believe I have one. Right. I just can't get over the fact that I have one. I think about that every day. Like, I'm the guy that's crying watching this on TV. I used to tell you all the time. Right. Until, once you have kids, you cry at fucking everything. And sure enough, man, here I am. I got the fucking story. I can't get over it. That, that's it. The mother—I I will tell you. Um, Mother's Day, we're gonna spend it with my wife's family. Yeah, the people, you know, obviously she's closest to, and she's a lot of nieces and nephews that are great. I already know Father's Day. Uh, right. There's nothing. Uh, I can't be around a bunch of people, you know. Yeah. And people have been great and offered to say, "Hey, I'll come on down and let's do something." I'll tell you right now, I'm just not that good of an actor to pull it off. Right. I can't do it. Right. So uh, I already know Sunday. This is what for Father's Day our plan is because uh, I'm gonna throw this at <laughs> you. We aren't gonna do this one part, so I'll say it live on there. Yeah. But we are going to we are going to Dodger Stadium. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna because Jake's favorite place. We're gonna see the Cubs and Dodgers. Mm-hmm. It's Father's Day after the game. Fathers and sons can play catch on the field. Fuck. Okay. I'm gonna have Josh there with me. Now, what I was gonna do was, yeah, I was gonna take the ashes. All right, right? not the whole goddamn thing, but fill it no. like a tobacco tin. Yeah. So drop him in the field. Do it. Now <laughs> I know it's against the law, as fuck. I told my wife I go I came up with an idea and she's like we aren't doing that. Yes. But Jake and I always had this run in line. We had yeah. two things that Jake Jake was going to take care of for me. And we and he always said I'm am in, I'm doing it cuz Josh yeah. said no way and Rita said no way. But I always said to Jake, I go, I'm going to get cremated and then what I want you to do is I want you to drop my ashes at the Goddamn field. Yeah. And I will leave money for you to get you out of jail because I know it's illegal as fuck for you to drop him at Dodger Stadium. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. And, and here's my opportunity to do it. And the other thing is my mm. top ten fuck you list on the way out. I have a top ten list of people fuck you. Yeah. And Jake was the only guy that said he was going to read it. I said I would too. <laughs> well, the way you're losing that voice, you're scaring you. me. I'm, I'm not. No, gonna, I'm no. going. I'm going to outlive you.
1: Yeah, it's not. Yeah. that's not much of a bet. Um, <laughs> here's all I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. As you count down to Father's Day, had it been you that passed away on October 30th, Jake and I would have been on that field and we would have done that. Yeah. So I'm just telling you, there is no doubt in my mind. If you were sitting up there, on let me let me walk <laughs> go you through it. Go ahead, let's let walk, me walk you, do you this. through it. If you're the one up there on the mantle, right? Yeah. Hey. <sighs> Fuck okay, my dad fucking wants to be at Dodger Stadium and my mom thinks we should leave him here. What the fuck? You got to help me get this fucking idiot
0: somewhere in the outfield. That's exactly what he would say.
1: Like, how much do we bring? Do we bring like a lunch bag? No, I'm not bringing that much. (laughs) Do you have something you get weed in? Yeah. (laughs) All right, give me one of those little things that you get weed in. Or like, a, yeah, just get one. of the, That's all the fuck we need. It's good enough. And then we're going to Tommy's. <laughs> that's exactly how it would have gone. Jake, you're not taking it. To, fuck. What the fuck? Jeff, I, I got to go. But we're fucking doing this. That's I think that fucking guy wanted. She wouldn't let him wear the Garvey. <laughs> she put him in that stupid suit that he wore doing weather. <laughs> fuck, we got to do this. Josh, his Josh, no, he won't do it, but you and I'll do it. I'd be like, you're goddamn right. We're going. (laughs) So I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, you have one thing to get accomplished. I would just say, Dave, you have those clear little plastic tubes that kind of look like a test tube. And if you can... I'm just telling you. I'm
0: trying to think because you got to go through the, you know, you walk through. I don't know what the fuck would be. I just don't want it fucking being confiscated. It's
1: going to be plastic.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Fuck, I'm in. I'm telling you what, 100% in. I just bend down like I'm tying my shoe and drop it right in the grass.
1: Yeah, like
0: Clint Eastwood in Escape from Alcatraz.
1: You just have it taped to your calf. Yeah. And then you just kind of shake your leg.
0: There you go. Uh, I think that was Shawshank, wasn't it? Where he was sitting there dropping that shit. I'm going to tell you, if you ever
1: question what (laughs) fucking happened to Escape from Alcatraz again, when I'm remembering a friend that I lost in October, yeah. I'm going to be really fucking irritated. <laughs> Shawshank came out after Alcatraz. Yeah, I okay? know. I'm just saying. I well, thought it was fucking, Andy that
0: was walking through the yard, well, dropping the it, wall on the floor.
1: He learned it from the Anglin brothers. Okay. John and Clarence and Frank Morris.
0: What the fuck did they put the brothers in the same, <laughs> the same prison for? That's what they have over here in Donovan.
1: Right. the uh, Melinda's. They're down there. You know who else is there?
0: Sirhan Sirhan. Yeah. Yeah. I just had this conversation with someone yesterday.
1: <coughs> a buddy of mine. Fuck, my voice is going to be completely gone tomorrow. Who cares? But a fun show, right? Oh, yeah. Fine. Um, my buddy's a, uh, one of the guards over there. Yeah. And He told me I can meet those guys. Really? Yeah. That'd,
2: That'd be interesting.
1: interesting. Um, I'm going to say this real quick, too. And this is going to kind of happen moving forward, because there's a lot of reports out. It's a little bit of a u-turn, but but it's okay. There a lot of things that are coming about podcasts and everything else moving forward. Um, I brought this up to Dave earlier, and I think we're kind of on the same page, so we're just kind of giving you guys an idea. We have found that the successful podcasts work best when it's just the guys that are doing the show. Monday night, our friend Katie Temple will be here because coming up on the 21st of May on a Tuesday night in Little Italy, she's raising money for cancer. Yeah. Disappointing Joseph will be down. Which night? I'm sorry. Tuesday night, the 21st. Okay. In Little Italy. We've put the links out everywhere. We really do need everybody to come down. It's it's a chance to fight cancer. I'm just going to say that probably <clears throat> after Monday night, you're not going to see a lot more guests coming into the garage. And it's not a joke or anything else. It's just like you I Dave, when I listen to podcasts where the guests are on, I kind of they kind of bore me. Yeah. Unfortunately. And we've had some great guests We've had some really, really good ones that have come through here. And I love all those shows that we did. And if the right person comes around and Dave and I are like, man, this is a really good story that we have to tell, then uh, then yeah, we'll bring them in. Yeah. But to me, I look at the shows that we've done with Laura Kane, Sam Bass, Stevie Woods, Darren Smith, Lisa Ann. Yeah. Happy birthday to exactly. her today. Um, I really like them. Tabitha Lipkin I thought was great. And and a bunch of the others. But I just really have found either on talk radio or podcast or anything else. Yeah. um, That the shows that when they bring a third or fourth voice in. it just I don't know. I think I think you and I are on the same page on this. If it's somebody that really has a good story to tell, then if you if you see in the future, we have a guest then buckle in.
0: Exactly right.
1: But, hey, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to come in and (laughs) hang out for a little bit. Uh, I was really excited because I wanted to do my Mount Rushmore. (laughs) Hey, Dave and Jeff, how about a Mount Rushmore of your guests? Boy, that'd be good. I'd have to put that Lisa Ann on. Although, I'll tell you one thing, guys. Jeff, you talked about playing five-pin bowling. I think she might be smuggling a couple of five-pin balls up there. (laughs) God damn it, <laughs> Eddie!
3: Did you hear what that fucking pervert, the coach, just said? <laughs> he said that Lisa and Jugs were a couple of balls. <laughs> don't do that, fucking straightly son of a bitch was such a little jerk off artist. <laughs> did you know it, Eddie? He probably got some. Yeah, but he's got lotion in that Tory Burch letterman's jacket. Fucking creeper. <laughs> Just going back there behind the toy pod spanking one out.
0: <laughs> fucking creeper. A fucking guy. It's always a
3: soft-spoken one with a well-knit tie. That's why I never wore a tie, Ed. You know why? Jesus. I'm so... <laughs> My stomach hurts. <laughs> From coach to you. Why, John? Why did you wear a tie? You tubbish! What the fuck did you just say? You better call me a tub of testosterone. I'm a man's man. You fuckface. You probably got lotion in your little
0: suit. so <laughs> <laughs> alive, you know. I actually run into about eight times a year at these games. Hey, what's
3: with Jeff? I never carry lotion. I have hand
0: sanitizer. <laughs> All
3: right, listen, Ed. Whatever you spike it to is your own business. But don't act like you don't, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> but that fucking Katerra having the balls to come on this podcast and say, you know, what's her name? What's her name? What the big cans? Might be five pin bowl. What the fuck? Fucking weirdo. Probably jerks off at the mall looking at Charlotte Russe catalogs. <laughs> Jesus, John. Charlotte Russe went out of business. Oh, you wouldn't fucking know that, would you? You fucking would know that. What are you fucking jerk off to, Ed? The Craftsman catalog, you little fucking weirdo? Get the fuck out of here. Imparest of this show, you fucking nitwit. I don't wear a tie because I spilled some brute cologne on it. Very simple accident. Oh, I want to smell nice. Oh, my gosh. Hoping that NFL Network would invite me on. They didn't. <laughs> Sorry, David. All right. David, All right. All right. I want to apologize because on the last show I yelled at you, and I've always been a fan of your work. Sure you
0: have. My fucking
3: voice is gone. Oh, my gosh. Just fuck not
0: here. Had
3: one job, go to Toronto, and come back in fucking normal shape. Fucking guy up there singing, oh, Canada, and Rush songs all day. None of us can fucking talk, this dickhead.
0: <laughs> let, me, let me mention these guys right here real quick. Please I, do it, I got a couple of Padre observations for you. Oh, I bet they're fascinating. Okay, and, and well, you tell me what you think. Some people might not like it as they tell me to move to L.A. tomorrow. I want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams, of course, doing great things. As far as, look, here's, here's the situation. More and more you're finding out that people financially haven't figured it out. Shocking. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? They don't go over it with you and how this actually works when you're in school. Something that should teach you about your money and how to make it last and how to actually retire and not freak out. Most people have no plans on when they're going to retire, what the plan is to retire, when they're going to start saving money, when to invest money, how to make their money work for them. Dan Williams is your guy. Right now, Dan is your guy, and we're really happy to have him part of the show. Because yep. This is really, really important as far as what your future is, and you don't know how long you're going to live, and all of a sudden people are living longer and longer, and they don't know what to do, how they're going to sit there and make their money last. Dan Williams is your guy. Make sure you call our good friend Dan. You see him on Twitter all the time because he talks trash to me yep. every single day. And every I'm time like, the pods win. I'm like, you son of a bitch, <clears throat> Dan. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813.
1: All right, couple of books out. Dan's first book, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart. Corner, cornerstone of the practice. Because, David, it was something I was just talking about is – I used to write repayment plans for people in Ferguson, Missouri. They couldn't make a $125 mortgage payment. And when I would go and look at their financial records, the money was going to the wrong place. And you don't know. You think you're doing the right thing. You need somebody who can help you out. Dan's second book is dedicated to people in the military. It's called uh, How to Purchase a Home with No Down Payment. Here's how you get them both. Go to SanDiegoLending.us slash Dave Jeff. SanDiegoLending.us slash Dave Jeff. I'm not sure because I've been gone, but I'm going to ask Kyle Fluger to put that link just right on the front of DaveAndJeffShow.com. But for any of your mortgage needs, refinance, you can do a reverse mortgage, 858-688-6813, especially for a first-time homebuyer if you're a veteran. What we're going to do is we're going to get you educated and you're going to build a relationship with Dan, 858-688-6813. Or go to DaveAndJeffShow.com. All the information right there as well.
0: You know, we have something really exciting coming up, and we're really happy to have hot sauces and oh, more.
3: you know what I do, Dave, when I get up in the morning? Sometimes I accidentally get my cups mixed up, and usually I used to like a nice warm Ovaltine. Right, Eddie? Yes. Oh, you little fucker, you show respect to the Ovaltine. But every now and then... This little shit in his oversized suit, what do you add, about a 31 long? He'd say, here you go, John, and he'd give me a big cup of hot sauce. And Dave, there were days I liked it. Got my <laughs> intestines moving. Wow.
0: Hotsaucesamore.com. That's what we want you to go oh, to. Oh, shit, it's on. This is right up a lot of people's alley in San Diego. This is one of those things that you talk about San Diego and you talk about cooking outside. Right now, don't forget hotsaucesandmore.com. Please check it out. Don't forget about what's going to happen on June 9th when it's San Diego Egg Fest Sunday. A lot of things that make people excited in San Diego. Nothing like barbecue time.
1: Nope. 20 to 30 chefs. All kinds of different uh, things are going to be cooked. ton of samples. Four classes, which include the following. 1030 in the morning, cooking with wood. Not Steve Wood. You (laughs) don't need him around making Pop-Tarts. Fascinating, all of this, with his ability to butter an English muffin. How fascinating. No, this is real. (laughs) 10.30 in the morning, Cooking with Wood by Patty Fisher Sharp. Uh, Sharp Gourmet Cooking Wood. Then at 12 o'clock, it'll be Eggs 101. No, we're not doing basted or over easy. It's how to cook on your green egg. 1 o'clock, Apple Mustard Pork Belly by Chef David Rose. And then at 2.30, David Rose coming back to teach you... How to Cook Prime Rib on the grilly. Are you goddamn kidding me? Right now, uh, they are pre-sailing the Demo Big Egg. You can get it at a huge discount, plus they're looking for more chefs. The website, as Dave mentioned, hot sauces, and the letter N, more.com, slash events. Right now, the registration fee, 60 bucks for a couple. Do it together. Have fun. Or $35 if no girl's ever returned your call. Oh, that's a shame. You can find it at Otai uh, Ranch. God, I feel like I've been gone for a year. You sound like even...
0: the person when they... Um, like The new weather girl?
1: No.
0: <laughs> no you In La Jolla? Like Siri, where they say yes. it that way.
1: Uh, Otai Ranch Town Center Mall. It's only about five yards from here. 2015 Birch Road, Chula Vista, if you've never been to an egg fest, you're in for a huge treat. It's going to be a great time. We hope to see you down Absolutely. there.
0: Absolutely. That'd be great. Don't forget, Kyle Fluger, Jeff just mentioned the website. You want your website to look great. You need to fix up your business. Kyle Fluger's your guy. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Dave,
1: I'd just like to say uh, I was out front, and I was working on the yard a little bit, and I really don't appreciate some of the things that were said about me. Uh, I did not carry anything in my varsity Letterman's jacket. Well, I did carry one thing: some great big league chew. <laughs> but to imply that I was self gratifying myself in a Letterman's jacket behind a tall tree is—I found it very offensive. <laughs>
0: All right, here you go. Two, Let two, me hear it. Two baseball things for you. Okay. One is, you know, we always made the joke that, you know, the Cardinal fans always claim to be the most knowledgeable fans. That's a true Uh baseball city. And we're like, well, if San Diego had a good team, we'd be that guy too. Oh, shit. I think we are dumb as a rock. I'm watching the Dodgers-Padres last week, okay? Mm -hmm. Base is loaded. Ian Kinsler's up. Mm -hmm. Padres are trailing by one. Dodgers drill Ian Kinsler. Okay. fucking whole crowd starts booing. (laughs) I'm like, do you understand? You just got to run. Yeah, we just scored. You just scored. They just tied him up, and I think it was on a goddamn curveball.
1: Yeah, he wasn't gonna get a hit. He was
0: certainly just fuck not gonna get a hit. The kids
1: hitting about a buck. A, yeah, bucko. The whole
0: city's turned on him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's been that. a
0: miserable experience. But the whole city's turned on him. The other thing is, you and I are watching a game right now. We're watching the Nationals and Dodgers on TV. Yeah, and I, I, I rewound one to show you a missed strike. They called it a strike, and it was they yeah. a call. it. It was oh, a ball, boy. and what they called it a strike. It was the same pitch happened two times in a row, but. Just watching the game, it's happened the entire time. Because now, now they put the box on every single yeah. game. It has been worse than ever this season. Before they said 33% of Major League Baseball calls are wrong. It is much higher than that this season. It's in the 40s right now. Wow. That is insane that you think it's going towards 50% of balls and strikes or the wrong call. <laughs> and yet, it's a billion-dollar league, just like these other leagues. And you wonder, at what point do you say, you know what, it's time to get rid of some of these fucking umpires. It's that right there. That pitch we just watched was a strike. Call that a ball. And you could just go, what the hell is going on? Dave,
1: time to get rid of it Joe is. Torre. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, isn't Joe Torre the guy that's supposed to be regulating these guys? It, but you still have Angel Hernandez. Yes, you still have Joe, Joe West. West and others doing exactly what they're doing. It's embarrassing.
0: It is. It's absolutely uh, ridiculous to the point where the fans at home know, yeah. hey, he got it wrong right away. And the batters know. I laugh when the batters, there was Alex Verdugo is a rookie told umpire that was a ball. And he's yeah. like, it wasn't. But he knew. Batters know. This is what they do for a living. Right. They know balls and strikes. And it's it's ridiculous to me that they haven't figured out a way to get this thing in order. When, I, when you're I, talking, it's going up towards 50% of the calls are wrong.
1: I've never seen a bigger example of the inmates running the asylum than the way the umpires push Major League Baseball around. Yeah. They're openly arrogant about it. They don't hide it. They, uh, I mean, the chirping that we've seen, between umpires and players, umpires and managers, it's embarrassing for the game. Like I said, a ball game 48 hours ago. Dave, I wasn't worried about pace of play. Yeah, um, Twins were playing. Blue Jays were playing. I grew up in Minneapolis, but I'm not that invested in Max Kepler Yeah, or Byron Buxton. But it was fun to see him play. It was great to see uh, Vlad Guerrero. I will say this. Fucking guy making plays left and right in that game the other night was Freddie Galvis. Yeah, how about that? Right. And I was saying to my friend Joe, I go, man, he was a blast in San Diego. We just had Fernando Tatis yeah, coming up. Yeah, except to be better. Yeah. But if if Tatis had been a little bit earlier in his development, um, who knows? Yeah. But watching him play was a lot of fun. Yeah. I wasn't worried about anything. We're yeah. Just hanging out, <laughs> enjoying the game. Yeah. That's what I – I go to a ball game to enjoy the game. I'm not going there. Hoping it's over in forty-five minutes. I'm just—I don't get that mindset.
0: Never. You go to a movie and go, God, I hope this thing's over in forty minutes. Never do. Yeah. Never do. Here, here's a, two more things for you, real quick. Sure. Padres. Um, now that here we are in May, and the team is still playing very good baseball. Yep. And the big question is, how long can they sit there and go with smoke and mirrors with these pitching staff, whether it's the starters or the bullpen? You go out and get Dallas Keuchel, and I've told you for a long time, you stay away from Gio and you stay away from Dallas Keuchel. The team can contend. <laughs> Yeah. The team can Pretty contend for the playoffs. It's time you go out and you get a guy. You go get a veteran guy and you put him right there. And the fact that he's even a lefty, we you got Lucchese and Lauer, and yeah. he'd be a good guy to sit there and watch to go, okay, this is how a pro's pro is. I think it's time you go out and get Keichel And I would have told you a month ago there's no way you do that right now.
1: Pretty interesting to see what the numbers would be on this. I'll say this. You asked me what I missed from San Diego. I love Chris Paddock and the attitude, and I really, I think Pete Alonzo is a
0: big bitch. Why did he call him out? That was so crazy. It's like, it's like Michael Jordan calling out Sam Bowie.
1: No, but he called him out, and he said, hey, um, if you read the quote from Paddock, that Pete Alonzo had been voted rookie yeah. of the month. And Paddock said, I look at it. I feel like I probably could have got it. And he said, I'm looking forward to challenging him. He didn't He didn't call him. like The way I read the quote was, hey, I'm a pitcher, you're a hitter, I felt like I had a pretty good month, they give it to you, okay, cool, we're going to match up, let's see who's better.
0: To me, this is, that's okay, I'm, for me, at least, this is where if I'm Andy Green, I'm saying, just fucking focus on the team. Every This is a team game. Don't ever make True. it you against another guy, I especially that. being a fucking rookie. Don't fucking do that. Make it about the guiding team. I, I, that's why I'd say you're too worried about individual awards. If you're worried about Rookie of the Year over World Series, Fuck it, we're going to send your ass back down. Well, of course, you aren't going to send them back down. But you know what I'm right. saying? Always right. keep the team first. Don't make it about your fucking self. Not publicly.
1: But the funny thing was, I think, Dave, the team took it because Pete Alonzo
0: being a big bitch. Oh, he have it right up their ass the next day. Hit like the furthest home run I've ever seen. Off of who? Off of some other jerk off. Some guy that looked like Mark Grant. I don't know. Well, it's not hard to do. <laughs> but... He was, definitely wasn't going to be off of Paddock. Paddock is great. No,
1: but... I liked it. We we haven't had a guy with that fucking swagger here, man.
0: No, not since Peavy. Yeah,
1: yeah. So to have it and have him call it out, Yeah, I thought was pretty cool. I liked that a lot.
0: Not bad. And the other thing I was going to throw at you, because I just want you to, to think about it. I meant to tell you this before you went to Toronto, was um, things that you go, that's so San Diego, meaning that okay. that works here but wouldn't work anywhere else, whether, right. whether it's Ted Leitner whether it's Mark Whoa. Grant, whether Whoa. it's what? I'm not calling those guys out. I'm just Tell saying guys who are work. guys who are different that work here, that we embrace, that we love. The fucking
1: weather guy in KUSI.
0: The KUSI guy, whatever it is. Paul Rudy, anything that you go, man, that's so San Diego because it wouldn't work in any other city. Yeah. And to go, that's it, good or bad, go, that's just it. But I'm curious to know, you, you think about things. A lot of things I think about go, that shit wouldn't work in LA or that shit wouldn't work yeah. in New York. But for some reason, San Diego, we accept that. Yeah, and we, we like it.
1: Of, Yeah, we love dipshits down here. <laughs> uh,
0: I didn't say that. Did you said dipshits.
1: Yeah, we got a lot of them. Um, one final thing. I <laughs> What come, the fuck just happened? Yeah, we got a lot of fucking dickheads in this town. <laughs> Keep breaking them back. Um, just because it's already getting late. We were not. Yeah, we've we gone just, an hour and a half. Um, Just in five minutes. What the fuck is going on with the Lakers? Okay. Like,
0: what? Dude, there's a there's a pro by the time you hear this thing, there's a protest in LA tomorrow. Now I don't think know it's great. when are you supposed to go home? Like how do you know how long you've been there that you go, okay, now we can go home. Yeah, I don't know. I mean they're gonna protest outside basically ESPN seven ten at Staples Center. People have John and Steve. Of course. They're, they're they're gonna be a part of it, but you really don't want to be at the Lakers station. You don't really want to sit there and say there's a movement now because now everybody hates Genie Bus. Jim Bus is laughing his goddamn ass off. Wow. I have no idea why Genie Bus doesn't have more real friends that she's to turn to Linda Rambus because Kurt Rambus was a fucking joke as a coach,
1: and they're trying to force feed him onto every coaching scene. Yes, why don't they just name him head coach?
0: And because, well, he's, you ask me, you saw him in Minnesota, terrible. Ter- he was terrible everywhere. Every time he used to fill in when Phil got hurt, got sick, or someone, yeah, he was always bad. Kurt Rambus is not a head coach, and the fact that Linda Rambus is now kind of running the Lakers with Rob Palenka is insane. Yeah. And yeah. no offense to Tyrone Lou, who, who take away the money that the Cavs owe him, because I understand it's like one of those deals yeah. with, like, we've seen it in the NFL. Yeah. Coaches that get blown have money left, and they get hired right. on with another team. Sorry, Tyrone, you haven't done jack shit on your own outside of winning that one championship. And you're you were sick. you were, you had to leave the team. You had issues. You don't have that huge resume. Everyone thinks LeBron won you that championship because fucking they don't want David Blatt around.
1: But if you're him, Dave, and and Luke he, is getting five years for 25, yeah, Monty Williams is getting a similar deal, you do have a championship with the Cavs. You took the Cavs to the finals three straight years. Your, your winning is way over five. But we all
0: believe that's all LeBron, right? <laughs> well, it's not Ty- Tyrone Liu. I mean, again, I mean, here's... Here's the deal with Tyron Lue, and I was a guy that used to tell you, I wish the Lakers had hired Tyronn Lue years ago because he trained under Doc Rivers. He's a former right. Laker. He actually knows X's and O's. He's not a dumb guy.
1: And he doesn't let LeBron push him around.
0: Okay, and that's what they say. But it seems like LeBron was running a lot of fucking timeouts when Tyron Lue was the coach. So
1: what happened this year? Why didn't Luke Walton have the same success?
0: Because everybody was hurt. How come everybody forgets that? All the talk that everybody says, oh, you got to trade LeBron, which is what the Rambuses are saying. Unbelievable! You don't trade fucking LeBron. You don't trade Michael Jordan. You don't trade Kobe Bryant. Just now you and I are talking. I got two texts from people in L.A. Would you trade LeBron? No. No. You don't trade LeBron James, stupid. All right? You retire his goddamn number, and you stick it in the rafters and go, that was one of the top five players of all time wore a uniform. You don't trade him. LeBron's numbers were fine. Remember this. Every starter on the Lakers was gone. Kuzma was gone. Brandon Ingram with his goddamn... Um, blood clots. Yeah, fucking Lonzo Ball. You, every single guy that started for the Lakers was injured last year, including LeBron, who missed twenty four games. That's where the issue is. Otherwise, they were the third team in the West when LeBron got hurt the day after Christmas.
1: All I know is Jerry Buss never once would have fucking said, "Let's see what Linda Rambus."
0: Yes, who gives a fuck what Linda Rambus thinks?
1: God, I I tell you, man, I uh, I joke around with you about the Lakers. This is so fucking sad for an iconic franchise that is an We're abs- the Knicks.
0: We're a fucking joke. We might be the biggest well, joke in the NBA right now.
1: Dave, I don't I don't get um the New York Post every day, but I get the LA Times every day. Yeah. And when Plashke is just openly destroying Genie Bus, Rob Palenka and just mocking them yeah. openly on the front page of the LA Times sports section. Uh, that's,
0: it's, Didn't Jeannie always just get a pass? Like, no one ever went after Jeannie. Correct.
1: Everybody gave her a pass. They are crushing yeah. her, and rightfully so. It yeah. is. And how the fuck
0: she turned into such an idiot? How did she turn into Frank McCourt? Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, now they're talking about Frank
0: Vogel? Yeah. Frank Vogel, Dave. Frank Vogel. Fucking A.
1: I mean, you lost money. <laughs> I mean, look, I don't think Monty Williams would have been some impactful guy nah. that would have made you forget. I think Monty
0: went to Arizona for religious reasons. That's my guess. It could be. You know, a guy. remember his wife died in a car accident three years right. ago. Here he is as a dad. Arizona is a lot more conservative than Los Angeles. I could easily see that's why I'm taking the son's job.
1: But watching that, the fact that Tyron Lue said, you offer me three years, $18 million, and you're going to try to force feed the Jason Kidd and Kurt Rambus onto my staff, why would I do
0: that? Yeah, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, why and I I got listened to Linda Rambus and Jeannie and Polinka.
0: Linda fucking Rambus. Insane. I mean, like, it's like you have no other friends. <laughs> you have no other friends that say, hey, this is my these are my friends and this is my business.
1: Are you not looking at that going like this is just it. I I, I would never say I dealt with Jerry Bus a lot. At yeah. the racetrack. I'd see him every day. He was just such, to everybody that crossed paths with him at Del Mar, when you would see him, he was in a very, very faded pair of blue jeans. He was usually pushing a stroller. <laughs> he usually had a, he was. Yeah, of course he was.
0: It was crazy.
1: He had a uh, white, like, Munzing shirt. That look, he looked like uh, Jeff Bridges, Bad yeah. Blake, and Crazy Heart. Yeah. Without puking in trash cans. And he was such a fucking nice guy that everybody who chatted with him, including me. I talked to him every day. Yep. He was so fucking nice and would talk about the Lakers or the Kings or anything else. All she wanted to do when she got rid of Mitch and got rid of Jim was honor his memory. And she has fucked that up. Yeah. So incredibly bad at such an incredibly high level. It's shocking. She's yeah. a
0: joke. She blew the Jerry West thing. That's where she blew it. She right? blew it with Jerry West. You know, they were they were talking about it today, saying how the Clippers, if they get a chance to get Kawhi or anybody else, they go, here's who walks in the meeting with, with the Clippers. Fucking Jerry West is walking in. You know, yeah. Steve Ballmer's walking in with all the energy and all the money in the world, and Doc Rivers is walking in. And you go, that's pretty impressive. Whereas the Lakers, who's representing the Lakers in that meeting? Yeah. You know, who's representing them against any free agent? Is it LeBron, the guy that all of a sudden right. nobody wants to play with? Nope. I mean, again, Kobe Bryant's like, now you know what I've been going through.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, now Luke Walton, right? I yeah, mean- and
0: now the story is Luke Walton quit. He, he told the Lakers, hey, before you fire me, just let you know, I don't want to come back here. I want yeah. nothing to do with this team. When they say it was uh, a mutual agreement to part ways, that's 100% true. That story came out. Yeah, Luke Walton told the Lakers months ago, I want no part of this fucking team.
1: Well, because I think Vlade looked at it and said, hey, I'll bring you here.
0: Yeah, well, and then Vlade realized Luke had baggage. <laughs> Bear Sacramento. Shit. And that's hard to do.
1: <coughs> All right, I'm dying, so we'll get no the fuck shit. out of here. Good Lord. I have SARS.
0: <laughs>
1: Again, uh, you got SARS. Uh, you have
0: claimed SARS since, like,
1: 1997. I <laughs> were <laughs> back Monday night. With the final guest for a long time, Katie Temple. it should be back on a regular schedule. I think we're fine. Back to Monday and Thursday next week. We'll figure
0: it out. I got baseball playoffs starting next week, so we'll figure it all out. But Uh, I'm good for Monday.
1: All right. We'll be here Monday. We'll figure it out. Have a great night.
0: Good night.